0: Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. We've got a lot to get to on today's entertainment podcast. So much in the Bachelor world, a lot of little stories, and one big one. We have all that and more. And it's a Driving with Dave on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. dive right into it i'm going to share some bachelor news we have with you guys and then i'm going to air my latest episode of driving with dave it's also available on youtube if you want to watch us drive but um, it's also great for listening on this episode of driving with dave as you guys know i set up three cameras a couple gopros a sony and some lavalier microphones on the chest and i interview folks in our community and last week i was hanging out with one of my boys ryan Neal. no relation uh, Ryan Neal was on the premiere and only season of *Listen to Your Heart*, Bachelor's uh, Bachelor's musical-themed dating love show. I tell you what. I loved it. I think most people who watched it loved it, but for whatever reason, didn't do that well in the ratings. As you know, new shows tend to have a you know hard time finding their footing. But Ryan was a pivotal member of that show. He had a ton of airtime. We discuss on today's Driving with Dave how he got onto the show and um, what his musical process is like, how he is um, uh, you know, producing content uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, originally from Detroit. I was in Nashville last week, as you guys know, for some shows. I did Caitlin Bristow's podcast. Off the vine, and while there, Ryan and I took a cruise around town. The coolest part of my interview with Ryan is that he actually, and I had no idea when we scheduled this interview, he said, Hey, what day is this interview coming out? I said, June 9th, 2023. And he said, Oh my gosh, that's the day I'm dropping my new song Wonder Woman. And I said, Well, Let's talk about it. And he said, you know what? Better than that, let's premiere it. So we're going to premiere Ryan Neal's new episode, uh, excuse me, new song Wonder Woman that drops today. You can listen to it wherever you stream music. If you find a way to purchase it on Apple Music or Spotify, wherever, please purchase it, share it with your friends, screen grab it, tag Ryan Neal, and share it on your Instagram. Support independent art. It is the best way you can help. Creators keep doing what they do. Uh, You know, sick of those stupid songs that keep getting jammed down your throats on the pop stations. Well, you got to support the local art. And we're going to support Ryan on this episode of Driving with Dave. But first, we've got some news. Can you believe it? Uh, Several days ago, Reality Steve posted. Um, his uh, his video showing Brandon uh, Jones dancing in the nightclub, uh, which was, uh, according to the timeline, three days before he broke up with Serene. They were engaged from last season of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Reality Steve and myself uh, received a decent amount of criticism for that story, even though I didn't make the story. I just reacted to it uh, because it didn't involve... Uh, The names of the sources of who told Reality Steve that Brandon was still with Serene when he was dancing. A lot of people said, well, they were probably broken up. They were, you know, whatever. And um, according to Reality Steve, his source, very close to the situation, said, no, they were together and that's why they broke up. Well, now we have Serene posting for the first time, which has changed many people's opinions. She posted an Instagram post and story, and the post said planted to bloom and it had a um, quote that said the light will trickle back in you've been planted to bloom and she also shared two photos a very beautiful side profile of her in the golden hour hour sunlight and why is this a big deal well it's her first time posting in a month her last post was a joint post with Brandon who by all means maybe she didn't even write maybe she just didn't want the controversy Uh, I'm not really sure about the inner workings of their relationship other than it appears she was very heartbroken After that breakup. And, you know, we've been reporting on it because it's a story that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, But usually what happens is. Uh, in any relationship, you break up, you know, you want to feel a certain way. We, we'll still love you. You know, uh, you know. if you watch the Sandoval, uh, Sandoval the uh, Vanderpump Rules finale, uh, Tom Sandoval says, I'm going to always love you from afar. And then Ariana says, I'm not going to love you from afar. I'm not going to love you at all. And uh, usually people get to the point where you say, I'm going to love you. And then you slowly kind of break off that oxytocin commitment. You know, oxytocin is the commitment molecule, it's the thing we release when we breastfeed. And hug and shake hands and massage and fall in love and kiss and fornicate and all the and subscribe to my channel uh, you know, you, can, you want to release some oxytocin bond yourself to my podcast bachelor rush hour the point is that people's true thoughts usually come to surface after time and Serene wanted to these are all my assumptions by the way but Serene wanted to play it cool and not have any drama and move on with her life and now we're seeing subtle proof that she was not uh, You know that this relationship did not end amicably to say the very least Uh, but there it is and that's your Serene update. Uh, Again, no word from Brandon and let me tell you something if I were Brandon and this isn't the truth and i was already single when i was dancing with someone else i would want my reputation to be uh to 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 state for the record that uh you know that this isn't me and his silence is deafening and that's where we stand. So a lot of people that were like, oh, this can't be true, have changed their tune. And they go, well, it looks like Reality Steve got this one right. And I tell you, he spent a week reporting it. And again, like I've said, am I pimping for Steve? No, I'm giving credit where it's due. And a lot of people uh, you know, report a lot of rumors, a lot of baseless information. He held on to this story as he researched it, got his sources that were very close to the story, and then he uh, you know, uh, reported on it, so kudos to that. In other news here, and we have a lot of other news, um, McKenna from Canada, of course, commented some negative thoughts on uh, the uh, Canadian wildfire. A dude with a sign is a meme account. It's a white dude with nice hair and aviator sunglasses and he holds up a sign, and it always says something obvious, and it's usually funny. Well, in New York City, um, a couple days ago, we had the worst air quality day ever on record. I think that includes 9-11, too, I, and, unless they're only saying for like natural reasons. I'm not sure. I was here. I am here. And by the way, still have sh- stand-up shows tonight if you want to come out. i uh, be in Greenwich Village at 8, and then I'll be at the uh, West Side Comedy Club in the Upper West Side at 10 p.m. Uh, come out to the second show if you have the option. That'll be the better of the two shows. Anyway, this guy, dude with a sign, posted a card Board cutout that he was holding above his head that said Canada WTF. Of course, I mean, anybody. Who saw the sign sees it as satire, right? It's a joke. He's saying, "Oh my gosh, Canada, how could you do this?" That being the fact that there's dangerous wildfires in Canada that have flown, uh, that have drifted their way into the United States. Well, McKenna's response was, "This isn't it. What do you want us to be sorry? Our country is on literal fire. Sorry, the smoke ruined your day. People and wildlife are losing their homes and lives because of the wildfires. First responders are working their asses off and risking their lives to save us." This post ain't it now as someone who can always find a way to defend comedy um i can understand mckenna's upset but at the same time you have to read the room this is a post Uh, on an account by a guy that makes funny posts and can you have humor in tragedy Uh, well they always say humor comes from tragedy plus time so maybe it's too soon you could argue Uh, but you know a lot of people use gallows humor dark humor blue humor um, to make light of situations that are tough especially new yorkers nobody knows gallows humor better than new yorkers they will make fun of anything anything and it is their way of bonding together and dealing with crisis and that might not work for everybody but I can see how it works for some so in the end I give McKenna the uh, benefit of the doubt that she's uh, you know rightfully able to feel offended and he's rightfully able to post Canada WTF so whether or not he says sorry we'll have to see but either way we of course support our friends of the north and um, uh, hopefully You know, people can evacuate and stay safe and all of that. Well, I'm going to get to uh, the next story that I have, which is an interesting one, right after a quick word from our sponsors and in other Bachelor news Zach Shall Cross, Bachelor Zach actually posted on his LinkedIn that he's looking to get back to work. He said I'm Zach and I'm open to work. The last year has been an incredible journey. Many of you know a small part of it after watching me on The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. I had the opportunity to travel the world. I was able to meet some people blah 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 but the reality has finally kicked in. I want to get back to a sense of normalcy and by that he means I want to get paid. While at Oracle I was a top producer and closed millions in ARR and that is ultimately what i want to do again with my life i'm hungry for a new sales role what i'm looking for a company that values their employees a company that is growing fast a company that compensates reps well oh boy i am triggered by the corporate talk of linkedin that's my seventh level of hell if you just make me read people's linkedin pages with those power words i've closed millions of deals what if he, <laughs> what if he did that for the bachelor he's like i closed multiple fantasy suites i've been known to deliver when you know i i make my lady finish even if I finish too soon, whatever the case may be. Either way, good for Zach for getting back to work. People are like, oh, it's so refreshing that he's not trying to get into the influencer world. Well, I mean, maybe he would if if it paid well but maybe it doesn't pay well but either way he's looking to uh he's looking to sell uh get back into sales which you know i think is actually really good for his relationship we know his fiance katie got back into being a nurse so good for them very happy for you zach and in other worlds of influencers we have victoria fuller actually commenting about her podcast people are saying when will it come back and uh, because of course she released a few episodes and then kind of ditched it Uh, respectfully so i mean it's very hard to make a podcast i understand now look, do I do one every day? Yes. But, uh, you know, my work ethic involves a, um, a pretty high level addiction to grande shaken espresso coffee with coconut milk. If you want to send me a Starbucks gift card, I'm telling you right now, I won't turn it down. If you don't want to, that's fine, too. Just and so here's what she said. Just to be completely transparent with you all. When I started the podcast, I had uh, I can't even read what she's saying. Hold on a second here. Um she said, just to be completely transparent with y'all, when I started it, I had a vision for what I wanted, and that's shifted as I've gone a- a- along in the process. And I was also under contract with ABC from the show, so I wasn't able to talk about certain things or about anything that applied to the show. I now have full reign to do that. I also shot all of my episodes for two months in one week, but I want to have more weekly life updates and solo episodes. Lots of changes, but thank you for supporting and listening in Means the World. Yeah, good good for her. I mean, it's a good creative uh, world to be in the podcasting realm, so happy for for Victoria and then someone also said why aren't you engaged yet and she said LMFA this question is nuts you guys if you don't remember one year ago I was engaged when it happens it will not be rushed or for anyone but us but y'all will be the first to know to rust. and that is your a Victoria Fuller update. We like a good Victoria Fuller update, and of course, happy for her and Greg Rippo. And in other worlds, listen, Victoria. If you need to podcast, I'm telling you what. One way to bang out a couple episodes is to have some microdose gummies. Now, this might not work for everybody, but today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by Microdose, an incredible entry level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing help helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day. Let me tell you something. Being in New York City, I'm having in these late-night stand-up shows. you got to go from zero to a 1,000 and then come back to your hotel room. The lady's passed out. What am I going to do? Well, I'll tell you what. I put on the TV. I find some alien show to watch, you know, some ancient aliens, and then I eat an edible and I melt into my pillow. That's what I do. That helps me get back to bed and uh, and relax at the end of an evening. But, you know, you can use microdosing to stay focused. You can have their sativa, which might help you with your creativity, and there's so many different options. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to micro microdose.com and use our special code RUSHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. Again, that's microdose.com, code Hour. Alright folks, well I am going to share with you guys the full interview I had with Ryan Neal, my Driving with Dave interview, and that is available to you also on YouTube. I've got a Uh, If you want to watch it, uh, the clip of Ryan and I listening to his um, new song, Wonder Woman, you can uh, go watch that also on Instagram at DNeils. And I will post a link in the description if you want to purchase or share his new song. Uh, Please, I beg of you guys. If you want to support the arts, this is the easiest way to do it. You can simply support if you can't buy the song. You can for free share it with your friends on Instagram. Let's make this thing go viral. Here's my chat with Ryan Neal. That. Three years. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's Can crazy. you imagine that? That's wild. Man. I am so excited today to talk to Ryan Neal. How are you?
1: Great, man. How, exci- are...
0: how exciting is this? Dude,
1: so exciting. We are legitimate, <laughs> like brothers from another mother. I know.
0: But. We could be, you know, the Neals, you know, who knows? I mean, I always said never trust a guy with two first names, but <laughs> exactly. Ryan Neal and Dave Neal. Yeah. Duo nobody asked for. Exactly. So we met you on Listen to Your Heart, the Correct. Bachelor spinoff music dating show from mm-hmm. 2021 that i think 2020 have... 2020 oh my gosh so it premiered right before the pandemic right after uh
1: first episode was april 13th 2020 okay so, so... about a month after the pandemic started
0: and what a what a bummer that the show <laughs> that people go on to try to get some Social media love happens yeah. during the greatest lockdown of our
1: lifetimes. Exactly. In in some ways, it was like, oh man, everyone's going to be at home watching. But at the same time, there's this catastrophic event going on where that is the least of people's concerns. This is another Bachelor spinoff. So it was good, and it was it was bad in other ways. So
0: you have to compete with music, but also pair up and try to find love. What? How do they pitch this to you? Do they tell you it's a Bachelor show?
1: They did not. Um, initially, it was pitched to me. So, a random dude reached out on Instagram just on one of my video singing posts and was like, Hey, we have a show coming up we think you'd be great for. Um, and I was like, There's no way this <laughs> yeah,
0: is You're like, out. Okay, murder me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
1: a couple days went by. I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to type in this guy's name on IMDb, see if it comes up. And sure enough, tons of bachelor shows. Um, I'm like, All right. So, I, I followed up with them. And essentially, they were like, Are you single? Um, you're clearly a musician. Uh, would you be down to live in a house with other musicians men and women and make music together? I'm like sounds fantastic. Like let's let's do it. Yeah. and so that's how it was initially pitched
0: So that was was this the summer before you know this what was, was the turnover like for that
1: This was like early fall. I want to say like early September. So maybe yeah late summer 2019 I got the the little DM and then uh, the initial round of casting, for me, the closest city was Chicago, because I was still in Detroit at the time. So, went to Chicago, did a full, like, casting couch experience in the smallest hotel room of all time. And, and next thing you know, midway through the interview, they're like, do you want to come out to L.A. for the finals? I'm like, all right, is that
0: easy? So Did they ask you to perform?
1: They did, yeah. I, I, I sang a couple songs, um, just... A big light facing a couch with uh, a man and woman in there just asking me questions for about an hour. And and that was it. And next thing you know, about a month and a half later, around Halloween time, was the final audition in L.A. And that was a whole... Oh, that's
0: amazing. Well, you know what's funny? I heard for, like, America's Got Talent, when you're a a comedian, you have to audition for, like, two people and tell jokes. And it's like, what world... Like, you can't help but feel bad leaving there because you're like, did that go well? Right. What was that? How did you feel in that... In that moment, we're you like, "I got this." Or
1: I mean, I, I honestly, I did feel pretty good leaving <laughs> because it was like within fifteen minutes. Like, so do you want to come out to LA? I'm like, it was that easy. I, I was expecting like hundreds of people at the at the hotel lobby and all this stuff, and I don't know how many people they had in Chicago at the time, but I didn't see another person, and it was just like a couple producers and myself. Um, but that's but I did get Inst- a really good feeling.
0: That's the beauty of Instagram, right? Where they can kind of suss people out. Like, it's not, they don't need a cattle call. They're like, all right, we saw what you look like. You're a good looking guy. You can sing. And w- what's the term they have? White guys with guitar. Have you heard this term online? WGWG? No. I, I saw that. And I was like, what the hell does this mean? I Googled it. And it's like a whole thing. And you come to Nashville and there's a bunch of white guys with guitar. Oh, yeah. Play yeah. piano, <laughs> singer songwriter. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, I mean, not everybody who made it onto the show got much screen time. You had to <laughs> pair up, you had to find a partner. What was that process like? Because it is artificial in a way. I mean, it's like artificial in the sense that 100%. you're being put in this situation more so than The Bachelor, where that's a dating theme show. This is dating, but also music. So, are you are you trying to mesh with people musically or just like going off of sheer attraction?
1: Yeah, it, it was it was funny because you know, I, I went on the show, and if anyone tells you different, they'd be lying, just to like, you know, showcase myself, but I'm also open to the potential of meeting someone. Um, so initially, I got hooked up pretty well. I was the first guy in the house, you know, second person that anyone really saw. And so initially, myself and Jamie were, we had like a good hour to ourselves before anyone else came to the house. So initially, you know, the attraction was there, She's really cool. Um, But then as as people started filtering in, you know, other stuff started happening throughout the night. She went with someone else. And then, you know, next thing you know, the the story unfolds a different way.
0: And you end up with, (laughs) is it Natasha?
1: Natasha, yes. And
0: she had, like, dated, she was, like, kind of dated pop royalty, right? Wouldn't she, like... Didn't you do, like, uh, Enrique Iglesias or something? I don't know about that. No? (laughs) (laughs) shit. Maybe she didn't tell me. Um, Oh, I don't know. I Google everybody. Maybe. (laughs) I'm just like, wow. I mean, she's got a great voice. So you guys became known as the the, the couple that would really make the music your own. Um, What was that collaboration like?
1: Yeah, we... You know, we were going for it. We we didn't want to just go up there and and take the songs that we were given and just sing a cover song the way it was. You know, that's that's cool and all, but we were like, man, we want to put on a show. And she comes from this background, like you said, the pop world of putting on this like big shows all around the world. And and myself being like a, a more music producer and and into the weeds musically, I want to make it more unique. So um, we really strive to put on the best show possible and not just sing a song on stage.
0: Yeah, no, you guys... I mean, honestly, I think the show is critically acclaimed. Most people... Here's the problem with The Bachelor, and I was explaining this. I did Caitlin Bristow's podcast yesterday, and she was a fan of of Listen to Your Heart. But I think most of Bachelor Nation, or at least a segment of them, they just want love and drama, and they don't necessarily respect music or understand the process of, like, making it. Yes. And so, yeah, like you said, any opportunity is good. If you find the love of your life, great. But if you sell... 10 extra tickets to a show, good too. I mean, exactly brick is is part of the wall, yeah. You got to build,
1: yeah. And, and I don't, you know, I don't feel bad saying that. That there's, you know, were you on there for the the right reasons? It's like everything's a right, you know, if, it's as long a false you go
0: dichotomy. And, there is no right reason. There is how can I help myself get to where I need to go?
1: It's just, yeah, if you have <laughs> good that. intentions and you're being, you know, pure and, and nice to the people in front of you, like what, what can you have to lose? And I was very, uh, guarded at the time because I knew that anything you can say can be used against you in multitude of ways. So I did not give the producers anything in their interviews. I was very boring strategically because some people said some stuff on the show. I'm like, dude, why would you why would you say that? Even if it was unrelated to what they were asking you, like they can spin that however they want. So Yeah.
0: And there was some drama. Matt and Rudy still make news. They were <laughs> yeah. a great couple of musicians, but clearly had, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because when one when one person in the couple I feel like is an artist, it can be ugly. When both are artists, it's like, oh boy, this is going to be emotional. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For so what? Sure. Uh, so what's the dating life like now? Um,
1: you know, I'm, I'm dating. It, it's not it's not really at the at the top of my priority at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm still very focused on on music and stuff. But at the same time, it's like it would be nice to to find someone to just just do fun things around town with.
0: So um and you moved to you moved from detroit to nashville which is where we are right now correct so what's the what's the scene what's the difference because i mean here it's crazy right and you have to you know you have to like when you when you walk down the what's it called music row you just see a hundred different bands playing at all times i was there at noon on a tuesday on broadway down there yeah yeah it's wild and it was just like oh my gosh everyone's good and everyone's got their own thing that they're doing this person's still let me in. Yeah. Guy, I'm running a TV show here. Let me <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> um, so what's, what's it like uh, creatively living in Nashville? Um, you know, it's a great
1: space because everything's very condensed here. As, as you can tell, I mean, you can get around the entire city in 15 minutes. And so there's a lot of people just kind of crammed in together, super talented in, in many facets. Um, and it's there's a collaborative spirit here. It's not. I mean, it's very competitive, but also at the same time, there's a lot of co-writing is huge. In Nashville, you pair up with one, two, three, four people, write a song together, and then that becomes like your baby that you want to promote to the world. So it's a a team effort, and um, that's helping me step outside of my comfort zone, because I'm a very, like, just be in the studio myself, make everything myself, play all the instruments, like, do all it solo which is good because it, it honed my skills, but um, you know working with other people is just so much fun. So.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed during the pandemic checking out your Instagram lives where you were just kind of cranking it, having late night jam <laughs> sessions. I feel like every every comedian I know appreciates music because it's like what we don't do. It's kind of like athletes love rock stars, rock stars love athletes. You just like, you respect the thing you don't do because you're like, oh, that's some real talent right there.
1: And dude, I, I hardly listen to music anymore. I solely... Like, stand-up comedy is oh, really? I Oh, really? I don't do it, but I, I respect it more than any other art form.
0: Well, it's always funny when you go to, like, a concert and the musician, the lead guy, is just trying to crack jokes.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. You know,
0: it's like that one moment. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, you just want the, you want the thing you don't have. Yeah. Well, trust me, you're not missing much out there in the stand-up <laughs> world. But it is similar in that it's, like, just this gig. I mean, stand-up comedians are, like, lone wolves yes. because you're just out there on your own, doing your own thing, where you see a lot of comics. Like, when I did shows Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I saw the same comics at every place and by the third night I was like I knew people's names and I for was sure. just like I'm visiting Nashville I didn't know I would meet anybody here Yeah. Uh, but so I totally can relate to to like searching for that camaraderie because it does it can get a little crazy if you're just at home by yourself doing your thing oh, it's, like what am I doing is this good like how do you get that feedback you
1: exactly know? and, and stand up comedy is the only art form where you you need a crowd where musically you can create on your own and kind of know if a thing's you know, good or not, but stand up. I mean, you need that feedback to yeah, know if so, people are going to laugh. So
0: how does it, your intuition work with like, again, I'm really bad with terms, but like, if you think of a good hook or something, like, how do you know this is good? Like, do you just trust in yourself over time? I think so.
1: Yeah. That. And if I, if I make something and I don't get, cause you know, you're working on a song for 40 to 80 hours. It's like, it's a, It's a full-time commitment, and you listen to it over and over, hundreds, thousands of times. And if after all that time I can still listen to it and be like, oh, this is still, like, catchy and it puts a smile on my face, then I know I have something. If I get sick of it fast and I'm like, don't even waste your time on this, just keep going. Interesting.
0: Because a lot of times with stand-up, I have so much self-doubt, I have to almost wait for it like if I tell someone a story and they laugh I'll be like oh maybe that's something like, yeah. you, I'm, you know, I feel like a lot of comics are so unaware yeah, of the right. thing that makes them unique can I park mm-hmm. in a lot here you or, can if there's or any it, space back up right if here. not yeah you should be good alright great so we are going to get some coffee and then finish this off but when you, you talked about your babies and, and creatively kind of um, you know producing content uh, you know, I was just randomly on this trip to Nashville, reached out to you, didn't know you were in town. And you said you've got a song that's dropping today, the day that this comes Correct. out. Correct.
1: Yeah, it's called Wonder Woman. Um, it's my first single, like, solo single in in a while. So I'm I'm very, very excited for it, very proud of it. And, um, yeah, it drops today, June 9th.
0: So how about we get coffee and then maybe get a sneak peek? Let's do it. All right, coffee. Cool, Let's go. Okay, we did it. Look at that coffee. Oh boy, cheers to you, thank you so much. You wouldn't let me pay. uh, My younger brother over here. Um, So this is a cold foam with orange, a hint of orange in it. I'm melted, (laughs) I am just loving this. Okay, so you're dropping a new song today. Tell me about the process of the song, what it means to you and all that before we play it. So this song came about, I spent
1: my birthday this past year, which is in March, um, secluded by myself in a cabin. Uh, about an hour and a half east of town. And that's kind of like how I like to create by myself, alone, and especially in a, in a woodsy, kind of nice environment like that. So, you know, was getting, uh, I'd say, quite weird every day out there. <laughs> and just 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 vibing. And I came up with this chord progression, and then I laid this, like, saxophone uh, little sample I put together over it. All and right, well, sl- just,
0: slow me down right yeah. here. Chord progression. So that's just the... Is that the melody? What does chord progression mean for? Chord progression yeah, exactly. So
1: the the chords of a song is like the the musical bed, like the the chords that go together. So
0: then, so, so you just you just fiddle with with the chords until there's something you like and then you kind of go for it. Exactly.
1: Bed. And then you kinda like loop it like in my program and I'll just like keep playing the same thing over and over and I'll just like walk around the room trying to figure out a melody, um and then slowly build the track from there, add drums, bass, guitar, piano, what have you. And um, just like a beautiful few days out there, and then eventually the, the song came about, and um, it drops today, June 9th, and it's called Wonder Woman.
0: Great. And we get a sneak peek here? Yes. And where can people uh, buy the song or stream it? Or-
1: Everywhere that music's released, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all that jazz. And follow you on
0: Instagram.
1: Yes. And we'll At, have... Yep. Go for sure, it. You'll put the at uh, at Ryan Neal, R Y A N N E A L underscore music.
0: Amazing. All right. Yeah. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah. So this is Wonder Woman coming out today. If it plays. I used to know her. We met in NOLA. She read me all the wrong. Right. Take your time, look into my eyes, and you'll see the moonlight. She said, I've been on the breaker heart for two. Yes, and I've been on the run around like Sue. I hate it when I do it, but I love when I get through it. I'll see you again soon. I've been, I've been spending all my money, all my time, working through the daylight.
0: She leave me in my way too fucking easy yeah it's always on my mind yeah oh this is a <laughs> this unbox So oh, yeah good man thanks for- <laughs> that's great thank you Oh, you're going to have a lot of people loving this.
1: <laughs> I hope so, man. I, I worked pretty hard on it. That's so. great.
0: Congrats on that, yeah. man. That's so great. And Thank now, you. so we'll, we'll definitely get our army of people to go support you for sure. Cool. So what's the process of getting the song, mm. the love it needs online? You know, it used to be Money. people would...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, just like whatever. So thing. yeah,
0: I mean, it's like, do you have to have a PR person? I mean, in Nashville, there must be whole industries of people promising you they'll get your songs played.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and it costs a lot of money to do so. And, you know, unfortunately, like, I'm not by any means wealthy. And, like, I'm, you know, a very much working musician. And so for me, it's, you know, the social media content, as you know, telling your friends and family and everyone else to support it, like you do with your comedy. It's like, you know, I'm not a trust fund kid. I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to just, like, randomly spend
0: well you know not you know good good songs don't always come from trust funds true they come from you know slinging slinging the instruments around town and packing things out and exactly that real hustle i hate to say it because i i always preach like that like creativity doesn't have to be hard like like the whole idea of a starving artist i hate that projection onto people right but there is a depth you go to when all when the only faith that w- w- there's a depth that you go to when you're the only person that believes in yourself.
1: For sure. To an extent. Yes, yes. And there is like, I, you know, internally very confident in what I can do, but um, at the same time it does require a team effort, a community, of, you know, to believe in you and to really support it because there's so much music out there. There's so much content, it's just, it's overwhelming.
0: And, and I've, I've heard too this idea that, you know, as, as nice as people are, you know, truly a lot of people just can't fathom, you know, your success until it happens. And then you get the phone, you know, if you have a song that goes super viral, you get the phone calls from friends you haven't heard from in years. And that's just kind of the way it can become where, where there is this journey that you're on that no one can help you other than you and your creative process. And, and and just just putting the work in.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think the the you know the work will speak for itself if it's good enough. And then that extra step of you know getting out there performing and and pushing it to the masses because myself I am I'm not a great self promoter. I, I, I feel very icky doing a lot of things that that is required in the business to to kind of get yourself out there. So that is not my strong suit. If I had like a manager or someone to really do that for me that's kind of ideal but at this time it's kind of just me and and
0: my yeah, followers you know and some people can get real creative and you know you just never know what's going to hit but when mm-hmm. you know it's re- it's really beautiful in today's world that one thing can hit online and just resonate with the right person and then i mean have you had have you had any of those experiences where you know because there's if you can explain this to me i heard radio like owns all the radio stations now right like they bought a lot of them
1: i believe from- so and now their headquarters here they're they're headquartered here. Oh, really? I believe so. Yeah.
0: Um. So, because it used to be, I feel like there's a lot more independent stations. You could like show up and have someone believe in you, and they'll play your track. Like, do you, is it do you even like submit for tr- like your track to radio stations, or is it about trying to like climb the Spotify charts?
1: Yeah, you can't. I mean, from my understanding, everything I've read and researched, you can't just like hit up as an unknown artist hit up like a big radio station be like, hey i got a great song like if you don't have the numbers for them to be like oh yeah this this guy's doing it then it doesn't really make sense you can hit up local independent radio stations and if you get enough spins there maybe that'll get some traction online what have you but um it's just it's so different now you don't know if a, a viral TikToker is going to make your song the biggest thing ever i mean that's yeah. a very real oh, thing to uh, say.
0: old town road is that what it's called that, yes. It or, or was, mm-hmm. was a country, um, whatever. That was a, that was like, that went huge on TikTok first. I think, yeah, I think so, or something. I mean, that was a while ago. And so then you have people like Jax, who she, do you know her? You. I do. She's big on TikTok, but that, she became, like, her Victoria's Secret song became, you know, almost like a household radio song or whatever. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it is, I mean, so it is interesting as an outsider, you do see the people that that get that love, but you can't like, hack it. It just has to be something that hits at the right time, the right people comment on it, and give you that endorsement, it seems.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, the, the, the product obviously has to be there. It has to be good, because um, there's so much good music that's just never heard by the masses, um, and whether that's fate or what have you. But, yeah, it just takes that probably one person, a group of people to really put it on, and then you never know what can happen from there.
0: So, how do you keep the faith... Because we have a lot of creative people in our community. How do you keep the faith when you don't get that maybe love right away? And, and also, how did it feel coming off The Bachelor with, with a little bit of a newfound audience? Oh, man, that
1: was a, that was a trip in itself. I mean, it, I tell people I don't know many things that can literally overnight put you into the eyes of so many people. I mean, I went from having 600 followers to the next morning it was like 25,000 in like hours. <laughs> And I couldn't, I mean, I had a very tough time in those months after the show ended handling it. It was so much ang- newfound anxiety that I didn't know I had. It um, put me into a, kind of a depressive state for a while. To
0: Just be, because of commenters and
1: things like no, that? I, I mean, I got it pretty good. Like, I, I had a very good run on the show. I think people generally liked what we did and, and things like that. But I felt the need to keep up at this insane speed that I really didn't have to. I feel like I had to... Respond to everyone's comments, thank you, thank you, thank you, all this stuff. And I felt like I had to be this person that they saw on TV, which really, like, was a fraction of who I really am. I mean, I wasn't 100% myself on on the show.
0: Yeah, I mean, Um, but I understand, like you said, about being guarded. Because in the end, it's like, you just want to control the things you can control. And you can't control the music industry, but you can control not you know having petty drama on a dating reality show where it's never been done before you didn't know for sure you did get edited very nicely like you did get a lot of you probably got i mean i would say top four or five as far as screen time goes i mean you guys really really well
1: yeah and i knew i i kind of knew i got hooked up off the bat because in the you know you stay in this hotel room for like a week before you go on set and i ended up talking unbeknownst to other people on the show to the executive producer on the show he was just one of the people that came in and interviewed me and we hit it off immediately he was from buffalo i'm from detroit it was a very like rust belt connection you You know and and they're like you talked to bennett like i was like yeah we had a great conversation like no one else talked to bennett i'm like what (laughs) so the next thing you know I'm, i'm driving up to the house and they're like is number two ready i'm like am i gonna be like the first one of the first people on the set so i had a good
0: Dude, that's really how, but that's experience. how it works. Like, Lauren Michaels, who created SNL, mm-hmm. if he likes you and has a good vibe with you, you know, obviously talent-wise and all that, you're you're good. Yeah. And it's actually funny you brought up that story because I was at Zany's Monday Night Comedy mm-hmm. Club. I don't know anybody. It's, like, first day of school. I'm in the green room. There's a bunch of comics. And I'm talking to some this lady. She was nice. And I'm just ranting and raving and just talking, like, just being authentic, not doing anything to brag or to promote myself or whatever having a great conversation and I go hey I was like I didn't get your name what's your name and she goes Lucy and I was like oh yeah the booker's name is Lucy I was like are you, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Are you the booker and she goes yeah and I was like there you go. wow I'm so glad I just wasn't talking mad shit right, right. I was very complimentary because they run the club very well but I was like oh that was so nice to have a refreshing conversation and it turns out She's completely organic you had no idea because all she gets is every comic treating her differently and I don't blame them it's like these people are gatekeepers that hold so so much value Exactly, and it's like. So hard to just be like, oh yeah, I'll be nonchalant about my life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we end up like talking where we're inserting you know, uh, uh, our own resumes, and it's just like, <laughs> ugh, you know, you just get these Hollywood speech, so that's really yeah. cool that you were able to just shoot the shit, and they were like, that was the guy, like, Right, yeah, oh, I had okay. no idea, I was like, this guy,
1: glasses and a hat, like, super cool guy, really down to earth, my favorite person out of all the producers to talk to, and he ended up being, like, the top guy, so... Did
0: you, was there a side of you that thought you didn't get enough from the show? Because the show didn't, mm. I mean, ratings-wise, I don't really know how it did, but it, it's not... The main show, you know.
1: The only, the only part that that sucked was not being able to go out and play shows. Literally, the world was shut down for months and months. So, you know, after that huge wave of eyes on you and, and just instant, um, you know, mini fame for two or three months, it was like it died off so quick, and then the next season's on, and people just completely forget about you, they stop following you, I lost like 40,000 followers, like, it's Uh, crazy, like people just don't give a fuck anymore.
0: Why do they unfollow, it's a free thing, that's, I don't know, man.
1: It is, it, but it, you know, if it was just me, I'd be like, oh, I did. I must have done something wrong, but I, I looked at all my other buddies' accounts, and it was, like, the same thing.
0: Like, yeah, you know, it's funny, like, I'll, if, if I don't post something for a while, and then I post something, I'll lose followers. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Because you're just reminding people that don't like you to be like, oh, yeah, get rid of that guy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, but, you know, in the end, that's what's so superficial about social media. You are better off having an army of 1,000 people. Like, if you had 1,000 people that bought your song... Oh. That's what you need. I'll take and it. Over
1: 100,000 fake. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. All day. Um, well, we've made it back to the hotel. Um, yes. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to ask you, but I really appreciated you sharing, you know, sort of your creative insight with me because it's it's kind of foreign to me, to be honest. Um, Dude, but, I, um, I love sharing. It was
1: such an honor. I love stand-up comedy. I love the fact that you're, you know, you're in all these different areas and facets of the entertainment world just crushing it.
0: Um, I'm just trying to take my sandbox and bring it places because that's <laughs> what it that's what a podcast is it's just like having that moment where you can kind of just connect with people that are you know you know parallel doing creative things but different and I, I value what musicians do so much. I whenever I go to the honky tonks and see these people at 2 p.m. singing and they're like, you know, there's someone there they were like, do you mind if we play an original song? And I'm like, play the original. It's right, like yeah. so many people <laughs> want to hear Freebird. And I'm like, tell me what your soul is thinking. Exactly. So exactly. I'm pleading with our audience right now yes. to give the song a shot, comment, share it with your friends, and be a part of like the ground movement of independent music where yes. things aren't just being force-fed you know i'm sure the music world has the same version of like um you know the comic book movies it's like that ain't it folks yeah that ain't it so thanks so much for, uh, for stopping by i appreciate much it much
1: love man thank you so much this is a blast thank you to your audience you're doing a really cool thing
0: all right well next time i'm in nashville we'll go for another spin 100 <laughs> man